Dallas, you got to get over to our ship. This OS that you've given us, this Glicks, it sucks. What, what it is killed, happening? It killed an interview. It shot another one into the sun. She's terrible. She's useless. I think she was designed by Bill Gates. John, do not overlay your inability to do things in a proper fashion on me. You're the one who executed action 76789 rather than 76788. I'm like, all right, hold on. Both of you calm down. I'm coming over to the ship. Come here, Johnny. Come on. I want to show you something. Huh? I want to show you something. Hello, Devoted Geeks. Welcome to ComTalk, the podcast of Central Geek Versions. I'm Dallas, and uh, this is episode 93 of ComTalk, and just uh, side of the broadcast, we're having a little team meeting here with our away team, Primitive Rhythm Machine, hosted by uh, Steve McDonald. Steve, say hi. Hi, Steve. I mean, hi, guys. <laughs> and we can then, edit that in post. We can edit a post. And then, John, how are you? What's going on, man? Uh... I hate Glicks. I hate her. <laughs> she sucks. Well, I love Glicks. I love Glicks. Glicks is not a terrible AI. She's done well for. She's a little sassy. What's the problem, man? She sassy destroys. Classy is what I say. <laughs> she destroys our work. She destroys your work. It's like it's like a fax machine that shreds. <laughs> well, I mean, if you hit the you wrong like button. Glix is telling me you're hitting the wrong buttons is the problem. I'm saying if Glix actually was artificial intelligence, she would know what she's supposed to do. <laughs> she, there's no replacement for you doing the right thing on the front end. You know what? I did the right thing on the front end. We had some band interviews. We had some conversation. We've lost two interviews to her so far. Two, Dale Thompson and Brotality. Both gone. Forever in the ether of time. And who are these guys again? Uh, bands. <laughs> <laughs> They're bands. Well, Dale Thompson was the lead singer of Bride. Right. You know, and then Brotality, new band that just came out with an album this last year. Yeah. Worldwide Desolation. Phenomenal album. Had interviews with both of them. Glicks was like, nope, don't want that. Delete. But maybe Glicks, maybe Glicks knows that we can do do better, and she's urging us on to, to greater things. <laughs> or maybe Glicks is just a terrible AI to begin with. Uh, I'll, I'll let me get in the programming, see if there's some cookies. Maybe we can recover your files. But like, why these bands? Like, what drew you to, to talk about these bands in the first place? Well, I mean, they're good bands. <laughs> they're good bands. <laughs> Yeah, Bride has been around since the 80s. Uh, they started as Matrix back in the early 80s, and then they morphed into a more of a heavy metal band for about three albums, and then they um, got a little bit mellower. They had more of a Guns N' Roses type of a sound. People were oh, wow. With. And he's been recording ever since then. In fact, he has like 10, I'm not even kidding, 10 different uh, things going on right now where people will send him music. He'll put the, the words to it. And they put out albums, and he's the singer. I'm serious. There's like ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, he was. I, yeah, I, I contacted him through Facebook for a uh, another project. It's uh, sort of still in, in the in the. Uh, it's almost it's almost ready. It's, it's getting there, and uh, I needed music for it. And I asked him for if, if I could borrow a couple of songs, and he said, "You know what? Use any of my music. The hundreds of songs that he's he's uh, put out in the last, you know." 40 years he said use it for god's glory nice so, that's pretty cool sort of chopping up my favorite songs and you know using elements of it and uh storytelling and stuff like that so it's, it's a he's, he's a very generous guy well that's cool 
Well, let me ask you guys this. This brings up an interesting conversation, and that's this. Like, what draws us to different types of Christian music? Like, you guys are are super talented. I've liked Christian music for a long time. Like, what's your what's your go to music, and why is that your your thing? Maybe we can work out a deal with Glick so we can, you know, maybe she just didn't like your music. Maybe that's what what it was. So, so John, how about you, man? What's your go to like? What draws like? What's your go to style of Christian music, and why? <sighs> that's for for gosh that's that's a hard question for me it, 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 it like legit is because it's um coming up as a teenager uh, there was a time in my life where i was like had the mentality of if it ain't metal it ain't nothing um there was a different word i would use because i wasn't really a, a christian as a teenager but uh basically it was death to all that's not metal. It was my mentality back in the day, but, uh, growing up and mellowing out a little bit, I've kind of found something in every genre that I dig. <laughs> so, I mean, to ask me what my go-to is, it's kind of like, well, what, what day is it? Because right. <laughs> so it, it varies. And, um, I mean, lately in the morning, I've been listening to a lot of a band called ghost ship. Ghost ship. Yeah. And then when it, in toward when it starts when i get out of my morning mode um there's a specific band and i'm trying to remember their name they're a band from brazil that i've really been uh getting into called i'm gonna try to say this death metal bands always have odd names advent tunum advent tunum yeah a d v e n t u n n u m Wow. They have a three song EP that they put out in 2019 <laughs> called Sophism. And that that's just delicious, delicious goodness. Right. Now, is that, is that in English yeah. or is that yeah, in Portuguese? No, it's in English. Oh, cool. Um, I, I thought you were just really multilingual. and I didn't know that. I thought no, I learned something new about you. <laughs> no. And uh, two other bands I discovered recently that I've been really binging on. Um, Steve taught me how to say this band's name correctly. Uh, Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah, they're a they're a Finnish blackened death metal band that has moved to the U.S. R e n a s c e n t Renaissance. And then what was that third band from Malaysia, Steve? Do you remember? Um. Geeking out about them quite a bit. Man. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. <laughs> Pop quiz. Name them all now. Yeah, and I can't search because I my, my phone is being used for Skype and I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Give me a second because I did order their physical media because that's what I live on. Right. Um, and I have a receipt in my email. <laughs> That's a good, I feel, terrible saying, I feel terrible saying I promote these bands and then be like, uh, I don't remember their name. Uh, sh- uh, Shamash S H A M A S H. Oh, wow. And they're from Malaysia. They have a new album out called the suffering servant and the most recent album from Renaissance that I had ordered was Praise the Lord God Almighty. Hmm. And Brutality is, I, I wanted to throw that in too. I mean, their new album is fantastic. They've been putting out EPs and stuff like that for the last three years, maybe four years. Right. And uh, they, they uh, repackaged some of the, the material from that. And then they put out some brand new stuff and, and put out a fantastic, fantastic album. It's just one of those albums that sort of flows into the next song and it, it, it makes this like if you listen to it all together it, it makes a bigger experience um than just listening to the individual it's, i mean some people say you know it's it's bigger than the sum of its parts mm-hmm. these type of albums are because of that flow where hmm. you can take one song out you can take all the songs out and then you put them together and it sort of makes the puzzle and it's really a, really one of those types of albums right so like what draws you to these like is it is it the is it the lyric base that draws you to it is it is it just you just like that style like uh, well 
listeners who are going to follow along with the bands that I just kind of scatter shot it out there, right. you're going to notice a quick disconnect between the first band I mentioned and all the rest of them. <laughs> um, Ghost Ship is very much kind of like a almost country esque band. Hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, their lead singer's voice reminds me of you, Dallas. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, I don't but, sing so. <laughs> the melodious tones of Dallas Morrow. But um, for me, I mean, I I mentioned this on our show, um, especially in the episode coming up where we were supposed to have a brutality interview. Glicks, John, dear, stop blaming me. That was you. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> In the in the in the next episode, we uh, I I do mention that I I listen to music a little bit different than mm-hmm. a lot of people in that I listen to music in pictures. Like when I hear music, it, it elicits images in my head. Um, and uh, so I mean, it I'm just drawn to music that takes me to places I want to be, basically, if that makes sense. Um, Ghost Ship is really good morning music for me because it how my morning ritual starts out first thing i do every morning is i listen to alistair Begg. that kind of aligns my brain a bit mm-hmm. yeah i go around uh, with alistair Begg. and then He's pretty lit and then to kind of keep that going i i've lately i've been throwing on some ghost ship which is a band from my state of washington hooray really um yeah and uh, actually, I have a funny story about them, but let me finish answering your question. Um, so I, I like to put them on because musically it's a little bit mellow. I, I don't like to listen to the heavy stuff super mm-hmm. early in the morning because it just gets me aggro. <laughs> um, and outside of the acoustic presentation that they have, because they like to use a lot of country style instruments, a lot of acoustic guitars, dobros, lap steel um banjos um that's, a, that's quite the mix of instruments that's going on there yeah it's good stuff like um, country but, metal? no it's not even metal it's just country and mm. a lot of people think they're metal just because of the name of the band ghost ship <laughs> um but no it's a country uh, feel it, it it legit is kind of like it's like country I don't want to say rock because that implies a certain heaviness, but they're not pop. Mm-hmm. Like, like think modernized Marshall Tucker, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it, it's good stuff. But outside of the instrumentation that goes with it, I really like the lyrics, the lyrics. Lyrically speaking, they have a super solid biblical foundation that I think exceeds what you hear on standard Christian radio. Now I'm not a big fan of standard Christian radio as it is, because I think a lot of stuff that gets put on there is intentionally watered down to get radio play. Um, When we say watered down, what do you mean by that? I mean, I hear back in the day, I heard pastors refer to what, what they would call hymn bands. Okay. And I'm saying him as an H H I M, not H Y M N. Um, and th- these are bands that will, instead of saying Jesus or God, they just say uh, him or you. So it's not so direct as far as what they're talking about. Uh, so there's a lot of hymn bands on there, or there's the people who take the other route who just are like, we're just going to be a worship band. We're not going to talk about issues. Things, you know, we just, we're just here to worship. <laughs> so and, your your thing is more bands that are they're not just singing just blind songs, but they're singing like it's a it's a mixture of worship but dealing with issues from Christian worldview, but it being very clear. I like things that are bluntly intentional, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That feels like they have a reason for what they're doing, other than okay. to make money. Right. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> um. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. And like with Ghost Ship, the reason why the reason what really draws me into them, like they're 
on their first album, the first song on it is uh, a song called uh, Mediator. Hmm. And it's so scripturally founded. Like if I wanted to, I could literally find the spot in the Bible and said, this is what they're quoting. Mm. Like the uh, chorus, part of the chorus goes, there is only one God. There is only one mediator standing in, standing in for us. I can't remember the rest of it off the top of my head. Lyric. I'm a guitar player, not a singer. I'm not supposed to remember lyrics. But I mean, you know, you know, I mean, and, and I know as soon as I said that, I watched your face perk up and you're like, <laughs> I know that verse and I'm going to look for it now. <laughs> um, so, you know, so, something that's super scripturally founded, but in the same sense, it sense it's not like Turner burn stuff. Right. Um, the, the first song on their second album, costly, or actually I should say third album because they had an EP before they got signed to BEC records. So which mm-hmm. is really hard to find. Don't go looking for it. <laughs> I got one and I'm not sharing. Uh, <laughs> um, but on their, the first song on their album costly is it basically a, the, in the entire song is just an invitation to come. know Jesus is all mm-hmm. it is. Love that. And, and so it's not worship. It's not beat you down with lyrics, but it, and it also it's not, you know, he, you, or whatever, or songs that talk about how God makes me feel. It's this, you know, let me show mm. you something. So I dig that. Um, and as far as the other metal bands, part of it has to do with what I was saying lyrically with the being very direct. I mean, it's not often you find even Christian metal bands that have albums called praise the Lord, God almighty, you know right. what I mean? Or the suffering servant, which is a direct reference to uh, the Old Testament prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're very direct in what they have what they say, um, but they're a little bit more intense about it. Mm-hmm. They they like to add the drama and the showmanship to it, so right. that's good stuff. Oh, and another band that both Steve and I had been listening to recently too, just throwing this out there as well. Cause I was just thinking about that one, uh, Malaysian band Shamash and I'm like, Oh, there's another band from that area of the world that Steve and I have been listening to Kekel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're a band from a lot that's been out for a long time from Indonesia. K E K A L. And they ran the gamut of all all types of genres as they've been out. So if you don't like one album, go to the next one because it's probably going to be something different. (laughs) They have like 10 albums too. So right. Very cool. Uh, I guess with me, I like different stuff in different ways. You know, songs to me are sort of like you open up a present and Mm. see what's inside there. And sometimes it can be something where, oh, this song is reminiscent of a song that I've heard before. Right. And that can be, that can be nice because, because it's so, it's, it's homey. It's, it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is another little thing that I can put with those things that I already have and, you know, add to that bunch. And then sometimes you open up a present and you're like, what is this? And you have to figure <laughs> it out, you know? And sometimes right. songs are like that as well, where you, you just, there's a little bit, it can be lyrically, you know, I like songs with a lot of metaphor, mm. um, you know, with the list that I made for the, uh, the other show, uh, a lot of the, 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 the songs that are represented there are metaphors. And mm-hmm. even if it's a straight ahead story, there's a metaphor for something in it. Usually I mean, good stories have a theme and sometimes the theme isn't right in your face. Right. You know, a new right. hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, what is this movie about? Um, but, uh, you know, things like that where it, it's a little puzzle and your brain can listen to the song, you know, five or six times. And then you're like, oh, and all of a sudden you can listen to it on a different level. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. wonderful. Um, I love songs with spiritual truths. You know, there's a beautiful song called uh, Rescue the Perishing by Billy somebody. I didn't, uh, I don't, can't remember his last name. Billy um, Ocean? Rescue, no, not Billy Ocean. Rescue the Perishing, which it's just, it's it's calling the Christian church to go and, and there's the mission field. It's it's white for reaping, you know, right. go, and, go and get it. Um, stuff like that. Uh, songs like, um, 
I forget the name of it, but it's, it, it quotes it quotes an entire Bible passage. I, I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. Um, and it's by uh, Pep Squad. You know, and it's it's not, they're like this, this like, uh, you know, post-punk type of a feel, you know, 90s rock type of a band. Um, and then you get this mellow song and you're like, what what's this song going to be, be about? And it's That's just right. straight scripture quote. And it's wow. absolutely beautiful. And you can, you know, it's like on your deathbed, you want to have that song going on because it's just, you know, you want that song to be there because if it's not, as a Christian, you're going to feel really bad. Because, right. <laughs> you know, if you haven't fought the good fight, you haven't finished the race. Um, I love songs that, that uh, you know, that just give my mind more ammunition when I'm talking to someone else uh, mm -hmm. uh, with the deliverance. You know, they have a lot of really good scriptural songs where, you know, the weapons of your warfare aren't carnal and, mm. you know, it's, uh, tearing down the strongholds, uh, tearing down the vain imagines of every high thing that dares exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Right. I know that scripture because I know that song. Mm. <laughs> and that's good. When band, I know it's fantastic. And when bands find those little parts of the Bible that are invisible, and all of a sudden they pull them out and they make a song out of it. Right. And all of a sudden you understand something much deeper um, about this stuff. Um, you know, with musical styles, um, when I was growing up, it was sort of, you know, my, my mom had black gospel and she had the sound of music. And that was pretty much what we listened to. My dad played classical music. So I, I grew up listening to that. Unfortunately, right. he played that when I was going to bed. So a lot of times when I'm listening to classical music, I start to doze off because that was his intention. But um, just the majesty of it, the wonderfulness of it, especially the Baroque period for me. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing those elements played out in other songs as well. Uh, uh, um, or orchestral metal, um, you know, things like that. Or... Uh, 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 industrial metal when it's taking elements from all different types of other mm. musical forms. You know, there's one that just has like this jazzy piano and jazzy drums in the middle of it. And, you know, it's, it, it fits into the song, but the entire rest of the song is just this heavy metal onslaught with this industrial beat going and, and it breaks <laughs> down into this little thing. And, and it's like I said, you're unwrapping it and you're like, what's, what is, what's going to be in here? Um, That's so cool. So, you know, with me growing up, I, I had a lot of that rock and roll going into it because up in Boston here, there's very little on the radio in the 80s except for rock and roll. But we had these alternative radio stations and I started to get friends who, was, who were digging the alternative stuff. And mm -hmm. then I started to understand alternative rock and roll, like the, the, you know, the new British invasion of rock and roll with, you know, The Cure and, the, um, uh, you know, bands coming out of there. Um, name almost anything <laughs> <laughs> but yeah duran duran for for pop and and you know all these different other elements coming in and um um you know when i think about christian music at that time as 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 good as it was it's like i was talking to my wife about this she doesn't really like a lot of alternative stuff from the 80s that was christian mm. but she likes a lot of the stuff that's secular and I'm like, what's the difference? What was the real big difference? Right. And very, very little was coming out of Great Britain in the Christian sphere. And it was amazingly tons of it in the in the secular sphere. So you have all that. And she, I think that's unconsciously, maybe that's what her brain is, is, is getting into is the, the Britishness of it. And, you know, she just doesn't get into that. The, the, uh, the American stuff. It's very hard for me to find a, a song from the 80s that's a Christian song that she would like, um, probably because of that. And, it, and listening to music so much, you get to hear it on a different level. Mm. You know, it's like it's, it starts to tease out, and then you can mm. sort of see how things like that happen. Right. Um, and that's, that's one of the, the beauties of of music to me is when you can start to get that on a different level yeah um, you know i think uh john is is he's 
in a band, he's, you know, doing stuff, he's thinking musically, he's, he's doing all that stuff. And, and when you do that, it helps your brain start to, to, you know, slice that music thinner. And right. You can start right. to, to really you know, see what's in there. So that's, that's me. But, you know, with, with, um, with growing up with different musical styles, I didn't get into country because there wasn't a lot of country up here. Right. Until you know Johnny Cash's American Recording album, American Recordings album, and all of a sudden that started to pop for me. I don't get into a lot of country. In fact, most of it's just the, um, you know, Johnny Cash style. But uh, I, you know, I started to appreciate disco. I started to pre- appreciate uh, uh, you know soul and, and, and funk, uh, yeah. blues and jazz and stuff like that. Just by continuing to listen to music. And listen to bands that incorporate those sounds into into their into their music, and then it it makes it easier for you to to, to access it mentally. Love it, you know? love it. Very cool. Well, here's what we do: we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back, and I'll talk about some of my stuff, with music, and then I also want to on the back end of this conversation. I want to talk about how what's the best what resources you guys can put out there for people to find music in the genres that they like us drawing them to. Um, and so I'm going to get, we're going through the commercial break and I'm going to talk so that these guys have time to, to think because that's, these guys have so many resources and they're just like, I've, I've sent people their way or I've, I've asked these guys questions because I know people are looking for stuff in a genre that they like. So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hey y'all, my name's the keeper. I have been told that I'm something of a, what they call a Q type character in this uh, show called Playing Games with Strangers. Now, I don't know how I feel about that, uh, given the implications of who this Q is on this uh, bangled uh, Star Trek or whatever it's called. But anyway, uh, I recommend heading on over to Playing Games with Strangers and listening to an episode or two and possibly uh, letting them know that no he's not Q he is a uh, benevolent uh, all knowing creature who just happened to put somebody in the wrong timeline anyway I'll see y'all then thanks for listening alright so I want to encourage you guys please please go check out um, uh, the, the people we just promoted here why because you're listening to them right now that's right that was playing games with strangers and you know, that Keeper guy uh, is an interesting individual. What do you think of him, John? Uh, all right. As far as the character is concerned, I love the character. <laughs> uh, little known fact, I hate that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I have been begging somebody else on our staff to make a new commercial for you guys. <laughs> Literally begging and nobody stepped up. And every time I hear it. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, this is so bad. I'm stepping up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Well, I mean, um, maybe one of our viewers who's listening right now, you're talented. You're like, you know what? Let me contact John and see if I can make one for these guys. How can they contact you, John, so they can do that? Oh, but I have stranger danger. Um, <laughs> Um, let me, uh, if you go to our website, playing games of strangers.com, there's a contact, there's a contact section in there. Send us an email that way. Do it. It go, it goes to all of us Very and, good. uh, the people, the people, cause we actually, uh, dis, I'm, I'm kind of the face of playing games of strangers cause I'm the DM, but I mean, it really is a team effort. And right. so we, we function as staff for that show so the whoever is responsible for that will be the person that will be that will respond to that <laughs> i dig it all right so we've heard from from john and we heard from steve about their music they're drawn to and 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 now i guess it's my turn to talk about this uh and hopefully glicks doesn't jettison my likes out the window um, i was just about to say the same thing he's your boss glicks Make sure you don't delete this one, you sack of screws. Keep it up, cue ball, and I'll jet us new into the deserts of the planet Geekdom. <laughs> cue ball. <laughs> Who's talking? Okay, let's calm down, everybody. All right, so for me, uh, for my music, I first off, with Christian music, I want you guys to understand that um, I didn't grow up necessarily Christian. 
And so growing up, my music base was, I wasn't, I didn't really listen to Christian music as a, as a child until I was probably 15 years old. But I did grow up with a variety of music. My mom was very uh, intentional about exposing me to a, a, an eclectic mix of it. Um, but what I listened to a lot of was, um, uh, I listened to a lot of um, old, quote unquote oldies. Um, sorry, Steve. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that was the early 90s, basically. <laughs> but I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of Motown, uh, nice. a lot of 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 the the British invasion, the Beatles and whatnot. Um, a lot of the stuff we had on the channel. It was uh, 95, 95.7. Um, and it was basically music from the fifth from the from the sixties and seventies. Um, but I learned leaned also into a lot of earlier music. I loved music from the fifties and from the forties. I loved swing music and oh, yeah. um, I love, I loved ragtime. The, the artistry behind ragtime is absolutely yeah. beautiful um, because of the way that, you know, you got one hand doing the exact opposite of what the other hand's doing to create this beautiful melody. And so for me, music was all about technicality, a lot of it. Um, and then growing out of that, I, I, I I just didn't get into the music in the '90s. I just could not do it for some reason. Uh, my friends were were rocking out to all kinds of cats, and I was just like, "eh." It just wasn't my thing at the time for some reason. <laughs> I've grown to have some appreciation for the, some of the '90s music later, uh, but um, when I became a Christian back in '99, um, I was convicted about what I listened to and what I allowed it. Music was such a big part of my life. And I was starting to listen to more modern music at the time, but it, I was beginning to realize it wasn't good for me. <laughs> like, like just the amount that I was ingesting. Like, I was listening to a lot of like Snoop, Dre, uh, Rob Zombie, um, just an eclectic mix of individuals who had music that their lyric bases weren't they weren't edifying to my spirit, especially at the time of that I was going through. Um, yeah. Some of the rock music I listened to was more just because I was angry, and it was angry music, and so it's like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> just what it was, but uh, I was convicted by that. So um, I went on a hunt to find music that was lyrically uh, encouraging to me. But I, I kind of like John. I didn't. I just didn't want just like, oh, we love Jesus. You know, for me, I I, I like to. I don't. I'm not necessarily a, a deep thinker, but I like to think that I, I like some substance to what I listen to. So I really leaned into a lot of stuff that had a lyric base that pointed people back to the scriptures and it was real clear. This is a Christian message. Um, yeah. um, so, um, fun story. Um, I remember when I, I, I made this determination, this is kind of my mindset. Um, at the time, POD was a big deal. Uh, or as my, mm -hmm. one of my youth leaders, have you go heard this band called pod? I was like, Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it hurts my soul. <laughs> but POD was a big deal. And, and I remember hearing it at other youth groups I would visit I went to youth camp and they were playing some POD music. And so I was like, let me, let me check this out. And so, um, I bought fundamentals of Southtown yeah. and, uh, remember listening to it. I'm going, this is okay, but I, please excuse my interruption. Stephen. we, we have, have a ping in the, the funk sector of the planet geekery. I need you to head out and retrieve any data before the signal is lost. All right, cool. Hey, uh, Steve, appreciate you, man, and I hope you have a, a blessed day and, and good luck out there in the musical wilderness of the Planet Geekdom. You too. God bless you guys. God bless you, man. So anyways, like I said, I'm, I'm reading these, I'm looking at it, and my mom had taught me at an early age to read the lyrics. Like, I loved getting the, the hard copies and opening the book and reading the lyrics of the songs. And the music was interesting, it was good, but for me, at the season I was in, I just couldn't see Jesus within the lyric base. Not that they need to say Jesus every 30 seconds, but I just couldn't see, I couldn't see it. So, um, I started doing more digging and I found some other stuff. Um, I remember I found an album by a band called disciple, which was a Christian rock band. And, um, still are. <laughs> yeah, still are. They're still putting on music, which is amazing to me. Uh, because it seems like Christian music, the longevity of Christian bands is pretty nil for some reason. So uh open up the book and I realized that every lyric had a scriptural basis. Like they're putting they're like in the in the pamphlet there there's like 
brackets and there's the scripture address for you to go read the basis for what they were saying. And for me, that blew my mind. I was like, holy crap, this, I think this is what I'm looking for because it didn't sound cheesy to me. Like, unfortunately, a lot of Christian music just sounded cheesy at time. But these guys are like, we're going to give you legitimate lyrical basses, and then we're going to give you some quality sounds to listen to. And um, and so that kind of started my journey of like, let me find Christian music that had, was a little bit deeper and a little bit more to it. Um, and so I, I that's that kind of became my thing for a long while. Um, I fell in love with groups like um, um, uh, Hazakim, which was a Christian hip-hop band. Uh, still is great group of guys. They're they're brothers, and um, their lyric bases are they're deep. They have a clear message of who Christ is. They they bring in a theological conversation. My first album of them was actually came out in two thousand nine. It was uh, called Theophanies, which Theophanies is a theological term to means to uh, experience God, have an encounter with God Himself, and the whole purpose of the album was to point out. Um, the the fact that God Himself had presented Himself to people in the past. Um, these guys are these guys are, are Messianic Jews. One of the biggest arguments against Christianity and the claims of Christ, if if Jesus is the is the Mashiach, but He's also God, then um, how could man stand before Him? Um, there's the verse of no man can stand before God and live. And so the whole album was like, let me tell you about the theophanies, these moments where people experienced God. And so the entire album is going through account after account of people seeing God, experiencing God, and the life-changing effect of experiencing God. And um, I just love that. I love when, when artists are able to put some thought into their lyrics and express their faith and even teach people a little bit more about what they about what we believe and why we believe it and that's a big deal for me is explain to people why what we believe and why it's a belief that we have as christians and if you guys have been listening to geek devotions for a long time or anything you guys kind of catch that like i i go out of my way to explain stuff uh, because i want you to understand why we're doing what we do but then also uh because of the eclectic music background i have I love having different sounds. <laughs> like if I listen to the same thing over and over, I, I get headaches. And so I need a I need a change up in the sounds I'm listening to. So Theophanies was a great album because not just because of the uh the lyric base, but the um the styles within the hip hop were were different. They integrated cultural sounds. They have a song called um Exodus three, where they're bringing in these traditional uh, Middle Eastern sounds into the album and it creates a, a beautiful soundscape for as they present the story that takes place in Exodus chapter 3. Um, and then uh, during the commercial break, I pulled out my hard drive because I had to pull up a band I was looking for. Um, but basically, when I was in college, I was on a one-man mission to find every style, every style of music in a Christian format. Because a lot of people, their mindset was Christian music can only be this. And um, and then John kind of pointed out, you got the hymn bands where there was just, it's all about him, and like, but it was always like one genre. Like to present Christ in a genre of music outside of traditional, you know, K-Love, Air One music was kind of taboo, uh, at least back in the 2000s when I first came into Christianity. And if you were doing anything else, it wasn't good. <laughs> like it was just cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I again, I needed different sounds. I needed different things because the the way I grew up living, and so I started finding different genres of music, and it became a passion of mine. Um, I found a Christian Japanese rock band, uh, specifically it's called Visual Kai, and it's called Gaggling, and uh, loved them. They were they were absolutely wild uh the way that they their music videos were and the music just was driving me it was always it was just good um there's a um dominican latino artist named um um juan luis gorilla and he's got and most of his stuff is instrumental but he has this dominican latino caribbean stuff mixed fusion coming together and so there are days like again i don't i, I have very my 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 knowledge of Spanish is little, <laughs> so 
So poquito. Uh, <laughs> muy poquito. Uh, it's a little better than some, uh, but it's very little. So, but for me, the I first off, when I find these bands, there are from a foreign country. Um, I do my my diligence to look at the lyrics and understand what they're saying um, before I just go, yeah, we're just gonna put this on repeat. Um, um, that's part of the, partially why I stopped listening to Rammstein actually as a child, uh, is because I did that. <laughs> but um, I just love the different sounds. I love when there's um, different things that come about, and then there's also songs and bands that just hit me just right. Um, there was a band, and and John, you might remember them, Jonah Thirty Three. Did you ever listen to those guys? Did I listen to them? No. Do I remember them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Were they not your thing? Um, again, it depends on the time period because there was a point in my life where I had a very death to all that's not metal attitude about music. So <laughs> I get that. I get that. They were not a heavy metal band. They were a Christian rock band, um, but they had this song called Faith Like That. And um, that song challenged me deeply. Um, like I have cried listening to this song at times in my life um, because it, it's going through talking about just wanting to have a faith to see certain things happen. And the chorus goes, I want a faith like that to see the dead rise, to see you pass by. Oh, I, I want a faith like that. Whatever the cost, I'll suffer the loss. Oh, I, I want a faith like that. And the whole song is talking about like, I want a faith just to, to see you move God, to see you do something powerful in my life, but not just me and the world around me. And it's not a matter of looking for miracles. It actually says that next line. I'm not looking for miracles, signs and wonders or things thereof. I caught a glimpse of what you want from me and I and what I have is not enough. And that's that whole pool of me as a individual, as a Christian. I remember when, when I first heard the song and it just smacked me in the chest, like a freight truck. Um, I was wondering if I was doing enough. If I was really living the life that Christ wanted me to live. And it challenged me to go, I need to step up. I This is a legitimate prayer that I had for me for my life at the time is to see God rise and to do something greater and to be what he's calling me to be. I really believe there's a lot of people that we go through these seasons where we're not what God called us to be. We're not living the life that he wants for us. We're not uh, being who God created us to be. And he's calling us to do these things. And that song really stirred me in a season of my life to go, I can be better. And I should be better. And I started to work things out. Um, so that's kind of me. That's my mindset of 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 music was the obviously the wide range of of music of styles, and especially when you're mixing styles. And um, and I don't I don't want to go. I can go for days talking about all the stuff I have. Like on my hard drive, I have some Christian jazz, hip hop, gothic, gospel. Uh, I got some folk music. I got some blues music. I got some Celtic music, brother. You dropped the word gothic. I'm trying to picture you with the corpse paint on the black <laughs> eyeliner. I did used to wear black nail polish. I did too. So that was a thing I did. But I used, um, to, I used to dye my hair black. I used to wear the black nail polish. I had chains hanging off of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I can see you doing that. Not going to lie. So, so here's a question for you, John. And your desire to hear music, because you're passionate about music and to find music in a Christian format, not just mm-hmm. just not just we're singing about Jesus, but it's legitimately like the heart cry of God at times. How do you find music? Because you mentioned bands I've never heard of. I'm like, where did this come from? Like, I know you're in the music industry, but how how do you recommend people find music? <laughs> that that that's the that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um... I have a lot of people actually ask me, how do you find all these bands I've never heard of? And I'm like, um, I just do. (laughs) Um, there's, there's not a specific way. It's not like I literally go out looking for them. They just kind of attract themselves to me. Um, what, but during the whole entire time, while you were talking, I was trying to, cause you, you had prefaced the, you had told us during the commercial break that you're going to ask this question. I've been scrambling to come up with a cogent answer. Cause nobody likes it when you're like, I don't have a way um, <laughs> that I, I do voices. Everybody. I apologize when like that's, that's my, I'm an idiot voice. So <laughs> um, 
basically how the process kind of starts. If I'm looking for something, I'll take a band that I like, Mm -hmm. that I know that I like. I start with the known. Mm -hmm. And then I will go look up the record label that they're on. Nice. Um, you've heard the phrase birds of a feather flock together. Uh, record labels are the same way. If they have a band of one type, they usually exist specifically within that genre. Unless you're getting into the Uber major labels like Columbia or Sony, Sony or something like that. And then they're just a giant conglomerate of whatever makes money. Right. But, um, typically in the Christian, in the Christian world, it's going to be by record label. Hmm. So I'll look up their record label and I'll see what bands, other bands are on that record label and I'll check them out. Um, uh, sometimes I'll start with a genre that I dig. Uh, for me, the hardest one for me to find bands in that it took me a while to find bands in that I dig. Um, and this is going to sound weird. I, I had this, I had to mention this in, in the next episode of uh, primitive rhythm machine because Genres are named without regard to um, uh, bands that are in it. <laughs> so, uh, disclaimer aside, uh, stoner metal. Oh. That's a subgenre of metal you would uh, associate with bands like uh, Black Sabbath or uh, uh, if you're familiar with more modern bands uh, like um, Sleep or uh, what was Phil Anselmo's Down. Uh, bands like that. Uh, so I, I had to do a lot of searching, but, uh, just, I just kind of kept going online and kind of rephrasing the search, you know, like Christian stoner metal bands or Christian band that sounds like blur, you know, stuff like that. And there's a lot of forums online as well that you can pop on and say, Hey, I'm looking for a band. I'm, I'm looking for a band that sounds like this. Right. Um, and that's something else I want to I want to put out there too for people who are listening. When when people are just like, "Oh, I can't get into Christian music because I'm really into insert your favorite secular band here." Right. If there was only a band that sounded just like insert favorite secular band here, <laughs> I would totally be into Christian music. And I'm going to tell you that's not true. Right. Uh, uh because the moment you find a Christian band that sounds exactly like your favorite secular band, the first, your first reaction is to be like, Oh, they're just a giant knockoff of your insert favorite secular band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really what you want is you want to look for something that's similar to, but doesn't sound exact. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who would be like, who back in the day that were just like, do you know any bands that sound exactly like Metallica? And there was a band at the time uh, called Eternal Decision that mm. literally sounded exactly like Metallica, but it was it was unsatisfying to them because it wasn't Metallica. Mm. So, it, much in the same way that you know non-alcoholic beer is unsatisfying to people who drink beer because it's not beer. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so it's just. It's just kind of one of those catch 22s just throwing that out there. So, um, yeah, the internet is your friend. Um, and if you know of a band that you, if you have a starting point, you want to utilize that starting point to the best, the best of your ability and jump on record labels, find online store, online Christian record stores or Mm. CD stores. I call them record stores, but CD stores, (laughs) Uh, music stores, stuff like that. A lot of yeah. them will have like here, listen to a track from this album. I go onto these store, these stores and I'll just cruise through there and be like, Hey, never heard this band. Let's let me poke at that for a while. Right. Um, and lately, just lately I've been getting into Spotify. I'm not a huge fan of Spotify myself because I am a musician. Right. And the whole streaming music business is very unfair to the musicians in that, in that part of the business. So yeah. I try, I don't want to advocate for it, but I'm also might be a youth pastor. I don't know. I'm in the limbo. <laughs> uh, but from, from, from a spiritual leadership perspective, uh, you know, I know that people are out there who, who do need a shift. And if they, if Spotify is their link to music, I'll say, go on to Spotify Right. Start with a Christian band you like at underneath 
at the bottom of the listing on there is going to say, Hey, if you like this, check out these bands. Right. You know what I mean? So you gotta be careful sometimes because sometimes like, Oh, check out this band. You're like, this is not Christian. (laughs) This is true. I mean, obviously you gotta do your diligence. (laughs) You gotta do your diligence. Uh, And you know, that that's one thing that I always advocate to anybody uh, that is a Christian is develop discernment. Hmm. Um, you don't want to listen, you don't want to do something or not do something just because somebody tells you to, but develop your own discernment and base and base it off of the word of God. Because if you are able to think for yourself, you're going to be more productive as a Christian than somebody who constantly has to take orders from somebody. Right. And I think that's a key word right there is, is you need to have discernment with what you listen to. There are bands that were like, they came out as Christian and, um, maybe not so much. And, um, you know, a, a classic example, uh, I say classic, you have, uh, Katy Perry who, when she started her music career was a Christian artist and, uh, went by a different name than Katy Perry. And now I'm the, what people say, I, I haven't done enough looking into it, but people say this when she started off, it was just to kick it, get her foot in the career so she can kick off and do whatever she does now. Um, I'm don't know her personally. I didn't listen to her music before she was Katy Perry, so I couldn't tell you otherwise. But there are individuals who they're just in it just to make money, just to get their foot in the door because sometimes getting into Christian music is easier than to get into a major label. And so you need to have to discern about who you listen to and what they're saying. And then and then even look at like because reality is within Christianity we have a lot of um almost subgenres, <laughs> people with theological mindsets. And some people's theological mindset is not appropriate. Um, and, uh, it's very anti-biblical. So you have to, you have to navigate some of that stuff. Um, I'll say this one more thing about discernment. There was a band that I was really into, um, for a while because it was unique because the, I had, I couldn't find anybody else who was doing what they did. And, um, years later I found them, I looked into them again and they got off the deep end. They had really started putting out some inappropriate stuff and their, their vocabulary was really inappropriate. I was like, I can't listen to these guys right now anymore. I'm curious as to what band you're talking about now. <laughs> it was Savior Machine. What's wrong with Savior Machine? Have you looked into them lately? They don't, they're not a band anymore. Exactly. I wanted to find some of their writings uh, later in the lead singer. Like he's just F-bomb at this, F-bomb that, and just some really just kind of messed up stuff he did later. Hmm. Musically, I can't fault the the band on their recordings. So I mean, musically, but, yeah. But you, but I mean, again, it's if they were to continue doing some stuff, you'd be like, eh. you know what I'm saying? Nah, well, I, I don't know. I'm weird. I separate the people, the artist from the music. So because mm-hmm. I'm a musician, and I also know how I am in my personal life, and it's just <laughs> like I I tend to not put people on pedestals and be like right. these are the spiritual pinnacle. But again, that's personal discernment. So I right. mean, what what and that is a thing. Yep, it's eating meat sacrificed to idols. <laughs> yeah, hey. I'll give you that. And again, it's a matter um, of you personally going, okay, what is this, uh, this or that? Like, I know some people who will not listen to Brian Welch at all, uh, even though he's a professed Christian, uh, but because he still plays with his band, um, Corn, people are like, I just can't do it. I, and I'm like, I've listened to his interviews. I've, I've listened to the guy talk. And I mean, he's legitimately repentant and he, he does not play certain songs whatsoever. Like he's made like, he, you know, the band may play it, but he won't read his book. <laughs> I've read his book. Right. Um, and there's uh, another thing you can, that I want to put out there too, is that um, when you're using your discernment, once you find a band that you dig, continue to use discernment with them as they put out albums. Mm. Um, there was a band that I was super into uh, and they seemed very philosophically sound and I was super into them, mm. but things started to get kind of like that, a funny aftertaste mm. after a while. And then I kind of found out their lead singer kind of started slipping into universalism Oof. and I'm like, um, I'm going to have to jump off this train now. Yeah. Uh, so, and, Absolutely. and also, just through, I, I mentioned it earlier a couple seconds ago, but uh, don't put your bands and the people in these bands on spiritual pedestals. Yeah. They are just people and they will make mistakes and we need to have as much grace with them as we have with anybody else. Uh, 
and I'm saying this from a personal perspective too. Um, I am in a band and you know, people are imperfect. I try to be better. I'm not great all the time, you know? So you kind of have to expect that too. The only difference is, is they have a bigger spotlight put on them. So more people can see them when they screw up. Right. I think the difference is, and and I agree with you, what you're saying is we need to not put them on, on things. Um, but in our spiritual discernment go, okay, we're going to take a pause for certain things. Um, if we treated, um, David, King David, the way that we treat modern bands and just modern people, period, Mm -hmm. you know, they have one screw up and then all of a sudden, okay, well, we're going to erase the entire discography that never happened. We're going to, um, go ahead and pretend like they were never maybe the pastor of your church or Mm -hmm. they were never part of your life. Um, if we treated King David that way, um, he wouldn't have been in the Bible. Exactly. You know, at, it's like we said, you know, eat the bones, or I mean, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Um, but again, that's part of the discernment stuff, but also knowing what's in, like, what you can and can't handle. Oh, with certain things. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of Spotify, I want to encourage, this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm giving, I'm, John, I'm giving you homework and I'm going to make sure Glick sends a message to Steve. The bands that we've mentioned today. Make sure you don't delete that message, Glicks. Don't worry, John. I have this. I want you guys to send me um, some Spotify links of some of the stuff that you guys have mentioned. I'm going to do the same thing. And we're going to put together a Spotify playlist. Uh, and it's going to be in the show notes of this uh, video, of this uh, episode, for you guys to check out these bands. To check out who we're talking about. Some of the people that we enjoy listening to. And uh, some songs, perhaps, that we're like, man, this is, this is really good. And we think it will encourage you. And so, um, but yeah, that's what we got. Um, I don't think there's anything else to add to the conversation today. You got anything else, John? Uh, yeah. So are we going to reformat the hard drive in our ship here to, uh, wipe out clicks? Uh, no, she's, uh, she's going to stay on your ship, buddy. She's got eyes everywhere. Plus what she's, are, what she's are you doing, the... Hal? <laughs> she's the one those had to use the impossibility drive. So. Um, yeah. If you ever want to go home again, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, John, how can people, uh, reach out to you and, uh, connect with playing games with strangers? Oh, to reach out to me directly is a bit of a task and a half because I'm a super private individual on the interwebs. Uh, but if you absolutely need to, you can, like I said, you can, uh, locate me through the playing games of strangers links on Facebook, as well as, uh, going to our website, playing games of strangers.com. Right. And we have contact methods there as well to email us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, playing games with strangers and, uh, my, if you're going to go looking for my band, we don't have a web presence yet. So, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll probably mention something on primitive rhythm machine when I, when we do. So, right. Love it. All right. Well guys, uh, I want to encourage you guys, please check out playing games with strangers. Um, um, John and Steve are doing a great job here with primitive rhythm machine. I appreciate them being part of the the ComTalk uh, network. I feel like that's what we need to call it, the ComTalk network, because we got you and then we got B's Views and Reviews um, going on. I've been on. calling it the Geek Devotions Network. <laughs> the Geek Devotions Network, that works too. Um, uh, before before you start uh, signing off, uh, real quick, because he's not here, uh, Steve would also say go check out uh, Strangers and Aliens. Oh, yeah. That's his podcast with Ben Avery and Evan David. And then for... Both Steve and I go check out Supersonic Pod Comics. We're both voice actors there as well as as is. I almost called her Aelin. Uh <laughs> Celeste. Yeah. So, so check those out, guys. Um, check out all our stuff, obviously. Uh, check out Geek Devotions, geekdevotions.com. We're trying to be more regular with our website, updating it and putting stuff on there. Um, recently, we had an article from John about um, Christian music. Um Hopefully we'll get one from Steve soon. And uh, we put up an article. We did a we did a quick review on whether or not the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League is worth watching. So it's a spoiler-free review if you want to check that out. Of course, we have devotions come out there and the show notes for these podcasts. I want to encourage you guys to uh, go on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a review, rate these podcasts. Apparently we have a pod chaser. I didn't know that. 
Uh, but Geek Devotions is on Podchaser. Uh, Celeste informed me of that, so that's cool. So check out Com Talk on Podchaser and leave a review there because, in the words of John, it's the IMDb for podcasting. That was actually JS who said that. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, no, no, Dave. Dave, Dave. said that. So that beautiful people. man. <laughs> that guy is a creative genius. I know it. So I need to pull him into the, the Geek Devotions Network, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so. But check all these things out. Uh, check out, We have a merch store where you can get a ComTalk t-shirt. Uh, so check that out. And um, But I think that's all we got to say. So, um, until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. <laughs>